Good afternoon, guys. Welcome to Let Me Touch You Podcast. I am your host, Barbara, also known as Barbie. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. So today's podcast will be about getting to figure out whether or not you're ready to move on into another relationship. I'm going to give you guys um, some pointers and some things that I've learned while reading First and foremost, I want you guys, once this episode is done, to make sure you go either download the book, listen to it free on YouTube, whichever way, but the book attached, like, oh my God, it's amazing. I'm going to discuss it a little later on and I'm going to give you details about it, but I just started yesterday and I don't want to stop. I'm not the type, like, I really, I rarely have time to sit down and listen to a book. So lately I do the audible and, um, I listen while I'm cleaning, while I'm working yesterday at work, while I was listening, people come and talk to me. I'm like, don't you guys see I'm trying to work while I'm listening to my book. And it's just so great that you're not going to want to stop listening or reading it. Okay. So lately I have been in my feelings. I don't know if it's because of my last episode. I think my last episode has a lot to do with it. The episode, um, Say What You Need to Say, where I had my cousin and some friends on there, where we were discussing basically um, when is the important time to basically say what you want in a relationship. And I don't know, some might think I'm boring or old-fashioned, but I can care less. I was raised a certain way and I have morals, so there's a certain way I go about things. And I've definitely been in my feelings. I'm like, you know, I'm a great person. I have the worst luck with men. And it's not fair. I've been single for two years. Of course, I I don't see anything wrong with being alone. I enjoy being alone because I have been bettering myself not only for myself, for my children, and of course, for whatever the future holds. But there comes a time where, you know, I get lonely. I wish I had someone that I can um, go watch a movie with, either go to their house and write them over here, when my children are, here, are not here, of course, because I won't bring anyone around my kids. Um, things like that, you know, somebody to talk to, spend some time with, go to the park, do all that nice romantic shit that I like, you know, the soft side of me. And I've just been feeling a certain type of way, basically. So I've been trying to figure it out because I know that because of everything that I've gone through in my past, it's going to be hard for me to move on. But in order for me to move on, I have to let go of my past. We all know that. And I'm always saying that, you know, we have to let go, let go, let go. It's easier said than done. I have been letting go, but I have not completely let go because I've noticed that all the hurt that I've been through is preventing me from trying to find something new, from allowing something new to even happen. Like once I see any little red flag, that's it, I'm done. Even though I did promise myself that I was going to do that, But sometimes we see things that are not there just because of all the things that we've been through before. So I don't know. I have to try to 
figure out a way to figure shit out, I guess. So I came across this article on psychologytoday.com, which is amazing. Um, when you guys are done, you should go look into it. I'm sorry you guys hear the kids in the background. I apologize for that. But it's amazing. Like, it gives good pointers. And I love that they had, like, this little quiz on there that I didn't take because I wanted to take while I was doing the episode and share my results with you guys. So I'm going to basically ask the questions. And if you're home, get a pen, paper, so we could do this together. If you're driving, just listen. Maybe later on you could take the quiz at home. But let's start this out. So the name of the article is 15 questions to help you decide if you're ready to date again. So there's going to be 15 questions and you're going to rate them from one through five. One, your answer being rarely, two, sometimes, three, often, four, a lot, and five, most of the time. So here we go, people. The first question is, well, not even questions, like a statement and then, you know. So the first thing is, I think about the next person I'm going to fall in love with. Rate that from a one through five, guys. The next one is, I think that I will eventually find the person I want. Remember, we're rating one through five. The next is, I believe that I was a worthwhile partner. Number four, I trust that the future holds great new relationship adventures hold on I messed up for number three I didn't put an answer yeah sorry number four I trust that the future holds great new relationship adventures number five people get over the pain from their last relationship number six I believe that losing that important relationship has made me a stronger person Number seven, my friends tell me that I'm healed from my loss. Number eight, I think of the good things I did in my relationship. Number nine, I believe that my partner did truly care about me. Number 10, I still trust that people are basically good. Mm. I don't know about that. Number 11, I treasure the positives in intimate relationships. Number 12, I believe that I've learned what I need to know to try dating again. 13, I feel renewed confidence in knowing what to do differently the next time around. 14, I trust that most people ghost other people because they don't want to hurt them. And 15, things work out the way they're supposed to. You guys know I'm a strong believer of that. So, let's see my score. Okay, so I'm going to give you the numbers more or less for you to score. And you see if, depending on your score, whether you're ready or not. So, I scored a 59. Okay, now, if you scored a 1 through 15, you're definitely not ready. Mm Mm-mm. 16 through 30, you should wait a little and focus more on being people who love, around people who love you, sorry. 31 through 45, 
you're beginning to heal. 46 through 60, you're very close. And 61 through 75, it's time to get back on the market. So since I scored a 59, that leaves me at being very close. And I would definitely have to agree with this little quiz. So if you didn't take it, take it and it'll probably help you out. Do I feel I'm ready? No. I still have more healing to do. I still have um, trust issues. Um, but do I want to fall in love again? Of course. You know, being in love with someone that loves you as much as you love them, it's an amazing feeling. Who doesn't want to feel that? But, you know, we all have gone through things in life that may change us in a certain way and hinder us from being happy again and I hate doing anything half-ass so I refuse to go into a relationship half-ass and ruin it you know I could probably ruin someone maybe that someone is you know a great person and the fact that I have issues still that I haven't dealt with from my past I can just ruin a great person and I don't want to do that so right now I'm just going to keep focusing on myself and doing what I got to do to make myself better for the future. So this is where the book attachment falls into place. So this book attachment was referred to me by my next door neighbor. It's about the new science of adult attachment and how it can help you find and keep love. The book is by Amir Levine, who is an MD and Rachel Heller, which is an MA. You guys are not going to regret reading it. So in the book, they speak about attachment styles, different attachment styles everyone has. The three basic attachment styles are the secure, the anxious, and the avoidant. A brief, a brief description of each is basically the secure person is more confident more comfortable with intimacy and is more warm and loving the anxious person craves intimacy is preoccupied more with the relationship and always worrying about their partner and wondering if their partner will ever love them as much as they love their partner so they're basically always worrying and the avoidant person um feels more like if intimacy is a sign like they're going to lose their independence. So they kind of fall back a little and they try to minimize the intimacy with their partner. It's crazy, right? Because I'm sure as you guys are listening to this, you can already feel how you fall into one of those categories or whoever you're dating or your husband or whatever, or your wife kind of falls into one of those. In the book, it explains that these styles usually start from how you're raised. So basically, you know, from babies, you see how there are some babies that when their parents leave the room, they start crying. There's some babies that are okay with it. And there's some babies that are like, oh, whatever. They just ignore their parents. So those three babies I described have fallen into each category. The one that's crying crazy because they want their mom will be the anxious baby. The one that can care less if the mom or dad stepped out the room is the avoidant baby. And the secure one is the one that sees that mom or dad leaves the room, but is okay because they know that mom or dad is going to come back. So they feel that all of this um, starts from an early age, 
based on how your parents are with you. So let's say if your parents were always available and there for you, showed you love, extra sensitive with you, just catered to your needs as much as they could, basically not even as much as they could, just make sure they catered to you. You were like their number one priority. Those infants grow up to be secure. Now, if your parents were inconsistent with everything, every now and then they they were there. Um, if you cried, there were times they'll pick you up or sometimes they'll let you be. Then those are more of the anxious people. And then now if your parents were distant, you know how some parents feel, oh, he's crying, let him cry. He needs to understand that I'm not going to always run to him whenever he's crying. Oh, he fell. Oh, he'll be okay. Get up you know, wipe it off, dust it off. Now, those kids, they feel they grow up to have the avoidant type of style when it comes to adult attachment. I find this book amazing because with just that little bit, I'm telling you guys, like, I was blown away with the details and the examples and everything that they gave. And especially that is the MD and the MA speaking they um, performed experiments on patients who were suffering from like separation anxiety disorder and all the information that they got was from legit patients, legit people. Even other doctors before they would get their degrees, they would have to go through certain processes and they saw that depending on their childhood and also depending on their experiences in life those things can change as well so sometimes growing up you're secure you go through a whole bunch of different things in life you become anxious sometimes growing up you're anxious but as you grow things change and you know you kind of better yourself in a way you try to figure things out for yourself you can be secure so it can change in my case I feel that it did change for me because while I was um, listening to the book, there's a part where they give you a quiz and you have to like jot down your answers and it helps you identify which style you are. So as I was listening to, I took all the quizzes and as I was listening to it, of course, the first quiz that I took, it came up that I am, my style is the anxious and I completely agree with it. Tremendously anxious. But I was, as I was listening while he was talking about the secure person, that was me at one point. You know, before I did go through all these things I went through, everything that he described was me. And it sucks that I went from being so secure about myself when it came to a relationship and now I've kind of downgraded to being anxious. And I don't like that idea, so... I'm going to make sure I change that because I need the old me back. For those of you who know me know I have changed a lot and Barbie needs to come back. So Barbie will be back really soon. So I suggest whoever's going through anything right now, it can be that, you know, you're good, you're secure, but you're having problems in your relationship and you're just trying to figure out how to make it work, you know, little pointers this book is it because if your partner let's say you're secure and your partner is anxious 
he gives you ideas on how to make it work, how to help that other person, how you guys can help each other. Just because you're anxious and your partner is secure doesn't mean you guys aren't compatible or vice versa. It can work. And we all know that the avoidant person is the hardest person to deal with because they avoid stuff. They walk away, quote unquote, ghost you if, you know, it's getting a little too tough for them. But with this book, I'm telling you, it's amazing. He's going to give you pointers. I keep saying he because the person that's reading the book in the Audible is a man. But it's it's just amazing. So back to the avoidant person. The avoidant person is more distant and unresponsive. Um, they avoid, basically avoid things. You get into an argument with them. They just get up, walk away. They're not trying to be intimate with you. They're just there. That's the best way I can put it. And I was in a relationship with an avoiding person. And it it's horrible because, you know, you don't know what to feel because they're just blank. And you're over here breaking your head wondering if you're the problem when in reality they have their own problems and then they're projected onto you and it, it just becomes a whole lot of shit that we shouldn't have to deal with some clues that he also spoke about in the book were on things that you need to look out for basically you're listening and looking for things he or she isn't saying you know sometimes the less people say the more you realize things so when you're dating you know how you're trying to just figure out if the person's into you or what they want gives great ideas on that so a couple of things that I had noted about some of the styles are that the avoiding person kind of dwells on the past you know how sometimes you'll meet someone and they're constantly bringing up their past relationship and oh um I wish I never would have never wasted x amount of years with this person I lost my whole life being with that person or they're they're just stuck basically stuck always bringing up the past and comparing it and then they become little hoes um they start being with multiple partners because they feel like if they're making up for all the time lost from their previous relationship and there are also people who are not willing to compromise let's say you meet a man and he's like oh yeah um I'm always working. I never really have time. And, you know, I love my freedom right now. I'm not willing to let this go for anybody who have I, I decide to talk to or get in a relationship with. They need to understand this. They need to understand that. Those people are not willing to compromise. Therefore, those are a great example of an avoidant person. So look out for that, guys. Now, the secure person is more of someone who let's say you guys are dating there's an issue that they don't like they'll bring it up they'll figure out a solution for it they'll sit down and talk to you like look this is what's going on i think this is the best way to handle it moving forward that type of person secure that person that you know knows what they want and is willing to compromise with you is listening to what you want is doing it in the right way you know there's a way of 
knowing what you want and just being like stuck on that. If that person is being stuck on what they want and not caring about your feelings, they're not secure. They're avoidant. So look out for that. Now, the anxious person, hence me, is always worrying about their relationship. Yeah, that's not good because like you're focusing on your time and energy on the wrong things. So they're constantly worrying about the relationship. They're constantly worrying about if they're doing the right things to please the other person they're with. It's kind of like they're walking on eggshells all the time. Oh, am I doing this right? Is he satisfied? Is she satisfied? You know, things like that. It's not healthy. Honestly, it isn't. Because the last relationship I was in, I was like that in the beginning. And... Well, not even in the beginning. I'll say towards the middle. And that's when things got crazy for me. Like, I was, I felt like I was losing my mind. I spent most of my time trying to figure out how to make things better. And I kind of lost myself in that process. And we should never lose ourselves in the process of loving someone else. You should always love yourself more than you love anyone else. And when you meet someone, that extra love they bring to you is a plus. But before being in a relationship, I've realized that I have to love myself first. I can't depend on someone else to love me if I don't love me. So that's one huge thing that I'm working on because I refuse to be this anxious person in a relationship. I need to get back to being secure because I know what I'm worth. I know I'm an amazing woman And just because all the things that I went through, you know, that doesn't mean anything. I'm not going to let that stop me from being, continue to being an amazing person, not only for myself, for my kids, and for whoever God has, you know, in store for me. So for those of my friends who have been telling me to put myself back out on the market, no, it's not happening anytime soon. Um, I think I'm almost there I'll give myself like 80% but I still need that 20% and plus I still haven't found anyone that is good enough for me to risk it with if that makes sense because you know falling in love is it's more of like a gamble you can fall someone but and they can tell you that they're feeling all of these things but at the end of the day you really don't know what they're feeling deep down inside you don't know if you're their rebound chick And I don't have time for that because nowadays too many people are out here playing games, not realizing that it's not fair just because you were hurt and whoever did what they did to you in the past does not mean that whoever comes into your future deserves, you know, to feel that as well. So be careful, people. Be careful. Make sure you read this book, guys. I haven't finished it, but once I finish it, I will do another episode just like explaining everything that I learned from there but so far these are the things I've learned and I felt that I should create an episode about it to give you guys some ideas and maybe encourage you to read the book it's great for those of you who um have the audible or don't have it I know I can share it if it's your first time receiving a book it's free I do not mind sending it to you guys um I'm gonna post on here my podcast phone number and I can send it to you guys through there or you can email me I'll email it to you either way just want to make sure you guys read it because it's great it's a great read 
Okay, so now I have some good news and some bad news for you. As you saw on the flyer, I put season finale. Yes, this is my season finale. I have decided to take some time off. I'm not going to sit here and give you an exact amount of time that I'm going to take off, but it won't be long. I'll be back. I have so many ideas, so many things I want to put together. And now that I'm back at work, it has been very, very difficult for me to be consistent. You know, a lot of people feel that creating a podcast episode is simple, that you just get on there, talk whatever it is, but it's not as simple as it may seem. You know, we put a lot of work into each and every episode. We do we research certain things. It's a lot. And since I'm back at work, I don't have the time that I used to have while I was home all the time. So I'm going to take time out to establish everything for the next season. That way, when I come back at you guys, I'm coming full force and I'm coming correct. I'm coming consistent every Saturday at 5 p.m., because I feel horrible for the Saturdays that I've missed out. And people reached out to me asking me, you know, oh, where's your new episode? I don't like doing anything half-assed and I feel like I half-assed it certain times. So I'm gonna take some time off. One thing that I am gonna do is I am gonna be going on live on Instagram every now and again. And, you know, I'll check in with you guys. We'll have open discussions and things like that. I'm not going to just leave you and abandon you. I will not do that. I will put up my post that I used to normally put that I've been slacking on as well. It's just so much going on. If I sit here and tell you, you guys will be like, Barbie, how are you doing this and dealing with your life as well? So instead of being inconsistent and half-assing it with you guys, I'd rather take a little break. That way I can reorganize my life, my everything, and come back a brand new person. It was a pleasure. Like, I've enjoyed this so, so much. Starting this podcast helped me in so many ways that you guys won't understand, especially during the whole pandemic. This was my way of remaining sane. So I will never stop this. This is always going to be my medicine. Um, If there's any ideas you guys continue to have, even while I'm not on, you guys can email me at barbiegibbsback at gmail.com. Shoot me a DM. Let me touch you on IG. Let underscore me underscore touch underscore you on Instagram. And if you're not following me on Instagram, make sure to do so. That way you can catch me when I'm live. But guys, thank you so much for the support. This first season was amazing. I completely appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you to all the podcasters that have been so supportive on the days where I couldn't, you know, put my episodes out there. I was frustrated when my guests didn't come through and they were willing to be there for me. I appreciate you. During the time that I'm going to take off, If any of my podcast family members need me to come on their show as a guest, I'm willing and able to do that. I'll make sure I make time for you guys. Just reach out to me and let me know. So I'm going to close out this episode with my favorite quote by Marilyn Monroe. This is the quote that I live by. I believe that everything happens for a reason. 
people change so that you can learn to let go. Things go wrong so that you appreciate them when they're right. You believe lies so you can eventually learn to trust no one but yourself. And sometimes good things fall apart so better things can fall together. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, stay safe and stay blessed.